This is the Draft Prospect Review Podcast on Patriots.com Radio. Welcome to the NFL Draft. The Draft Prospect Review Podcast is your source for all the latest news and information on the NFL Draft. The New England Patriots like. Now, here to preview the defensive linemen, the writers of Patriots.com. All right, we're back for another Draft Podcast Preview, and we're ready to tackle the defense. See what I did there? Tackle on defense. That's Uh what you have to do. The goal, Matisse, you see, the goal on defense is to tackle the guy with the ball. So we're going to tackle some of the prospects. We'll start up front um, with the defensive line and obviously a lot of different kinds of players. You have big run-stuffing defensive tackles. You have smaller, angular, athletic defensive end, edge kind of guys. So a lot of different categories to fall in. But I'm going to start on the edge mainly because that's the top of the draft class. I mean, I think most people feel like there's at least two that probably fall in the top five with, with Aiden Hutchinson and, and Kayvon Thibodeau. Uh, I'll start with Matisse Bowman, uh, who, again, is, is uh, with us for another draft draft podcast preview. Tease, which one of those two guys did you like the most? You're going to talk about both of them, but I want to know which one you like the most. I like Hutchinson. I mean, he's a monster. He reminds me of Bosa. <laughs> hey, he got, he got a non- nominated for the Heisman as a defensive player, which is like the first time in forever that's happened, and 14 sacks, school record when he was double teamed most of the year. So, I mean, I think he stands out the most. And Thibodeau, what um, did, did you not like about him? Evidently, uh, I'm the only one that likes athletes. <laughs> I like Thibodeau, but he seems, uh, I don't know, he's – more of a bull rusher. I mean, sorry, Hutchinson, more of a bull rusher. Yeah. I think Thibodeau, he can drop into coverage. I would, I would agree with that. Speed around the you corner. Know, that's what I thought with if, Thibodeau. If you're an edge player, I want to see some sacks. Yeah. So, you know, get to the quarterback. Yeah. I mean, my guy, I think, has the higher upside, but he also has motor issues. And uh, he doesn't play hard all the time. And uh, Thibodeau, I'm talking about. Um, that's not good. You know, you, yeah. when, you're, when you're not playing hard all the time in college – why am I going to give you $30 million and expect you to play hard all the time in the pros? So I think, I think there is a, a higher ceiling there, but I'm not positive that, you know, I would feel all that comfortable. It doesn't matter for really for the Patriots because I think both of these guys are at worst top 10, probably top five. Yeah, and, uh, you know, a guy that I would throw in there, and he's a little bit different, but, but Trayvon Walker from Georgia, who's just been one of the fastest risers. I think the start of the process, he, you know, a lot of mock drafts have him in the second round somewhere. Uh, he tested out of the building. Uh, I, I just, I when I look at Trayvon Walker, he's a guy that screams Patriots to me just because he can do so much. Uh, you do have a little bit of a worry that he's one of those workout warriors. He looks the part. He tests really well. Is it going to translate to the field? I'm not sure that they knew quite, you know, how to use him and employ him in Georgia. But from what I see, he's just a tough, tough football player. I think it's kind of what the Patriots need. You know, I think they need kind of a, a presence in the front seven, and, and Walker's probably going to be long gone. I mean, I saw a mock draft today where he went first overall, mm-hmm. um, but I think in this Patriots system, they could move him and play him in any number of you positions. You saw a mock draft uh, that Walker went first yeah, overall? Yeah, today. Just today. Wow. I know. Well, hey, anybody, anyone can do a mock draft. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't, I haven't seen that at all. But Not but, that I but I've seen him. I see. I've mocks. seen him sniffing the sniffing the top five, and I mean, oh, yeah. you know, no, based first on his first round guy, yeah, for but, sure. Uh, you know, he's he's just a one that's a little bit different than than those guys who are kind of pure edge rushers, and then you know, just to then tie it kind of into Jermaine Johnson. Mm-hmm. I think maybe a little bit more of that traditional you know edge kind of. I a like player. Jermaine Johnson. Yeah, a bit. you like him too. Tease? I like him a lot. Uh, very fast. He's not not uh, scared to get into contact with the linemen, and you know he'll he'll chase you down in the backfield. 
Yeah, and you know, there's a couple of Big Ten guys too that I wanted to talk about uh, for different reasons. Uh, one, you know, help me out with the pronunciation. Kalaftis, Kalaftis right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. From Purdue, George Kalaftis. Kalaftis. Um, he, he, I, I think of him like Hutchinson. I, I, yeah. I think he's a good, really good college football player. Works really hard. I, I just look and I wonder how. But when I watch both of those guys, how close they are to maxed out. Yeah, I think that they play really hard all the time. Uh, Ryan Kerrigan, a little bit that kind oh, of guy. Oh yeah, I'll take Ryan Kerrigan. I mean, yeah. I, I, you know, in 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 fairness, I probably thought similarly of Ryan Kerrigan coming out. That you know, you know, Wisconsin guy, like, kind of looks like he's playing with his hair on fire all the time. And do you have another gear to go to as a pro? And he did. Yeah. And Ryan Kerrigan's had a terrific career. So, uh, and the other one is from Michigan, uh, Hutchinson's yeah. uh, teammate Ojabo, yeah. and just a terrible situation with him uh, going down at his pro day um, you know with a significant injury I'm curious to see how that will impact his I mean it's going to definitely impact his draft status but how much um, he was a guy that a lot of people felt was a first round pick too and now it probably doesn't look like that's going to be the case since you're an expert on all the mocks, Mike, uh, where, where is, is he falling out of the first round now? I, I mean, I think probably, but I mean, he certainly has the size. I mean, six four two fifty. I mean, that's you know that that's the Patriots' size that they look for. Um, and I think this is you know a big need. I really do. I wish that there was more of a sweet spot, kind of at twenty one. It feels like they're kind of in no man's land with some of these guys with that pick. I feel like a lot of these guys are probably going to go in the teens. Um, but I, you know, a, a lot to like. How are they going to go? What direction? I think that's the the tough thing with you know three four guys standing up hand down I mean we've been talking about how fluid the edge position is generally and even more so for the Patriots based on you know you had guys last year Kyle Van Noy Dante Hightower I think when the Patriots defense was playing well those guys were kind of leading the way and and they're probably not going to be back now so I think you need some some new presence on the edge um, I know we've talked about a lot of the top guys but you know just a couple low round guys that, that I liked um, Drake Jackson from USC who I think is kind of a potential guy he seems like he's one of those hair on fire but hasn't quite grown into his body just yet uh, I know Willie McGinnis is, has known him for a while so that, that kind of pinged my radar a little bit but uh, him and then the other one is Josh Pascal from Kentucky who I kind of see like a poor man's Trayvon Walker he kind of he's not as good <laughs> he's not as physically imposing as him but they used him in a similar kind of way and just a, a tough kind of brute front seven guy that you can kind of move around I enjoyed I kind of stumbled on him late in the process but I think he's kind of an intriguing one of those day two guys that that intrigued me a little bit just with first play style and, and versatility any of those other guys uh, maybe in the middle rounds Tista, that caught your eye um well could you consider Boye Mafe as an edge rusher is he more of just a straight sure. up linebacker yeah well I yeah, mean we he has do that it all now. <laughs> yeah, but he, he has the uh the measurables to be. yeah I mean he's he's quick off the line too he's played in the four three base I think he played three four also um so I think he'd be an interesting player to take so another Big Ten guy. So, you know, there's, there's a handful of those edge kind of guys in the Big Ten. Now, the Patriots have, have gone in that direction. The reason I bring up the Big Ten, they, you know, there are a couple of Michigan guys in Winovich and Uche that are sort of in that mold. And I would say, I mean, obviously they've moved on already from Winovich. Uche entering year three still has yet to, you know, really establish himself in a role. I'd be curious to see if they go back into that um, – you know that pool of players, not not just Michigan, but Big Ten in general. I'm a little bit I'm a little bit gun shy with the Michigan guys. I mean, it's just you know Bitterness. we haven't gotten much <laughs> returns yet from what they've taken. No, and, I agree. That's why you know, I bring it up. It's it's, it's you know it me. Is. I'm always concerned about something. Yeah, and it's you know and especially with a guy like Uche, where 
didn't really have a natural college position that translated to the pros, and, and I think they're still searching for it. I think you need guys now that can come in and play right away, and you kind of know what they can do, uh, to, to you know, and can play at the NFL level. I, I don't think there's time right now for for more projects and, and try to figure it out for a couple of years. All right, I also want to talk a little bit about Mike's bread and butter here. Yeah, let's this do This is oh. where you and I just <laughs> you know uh, it. Just we, be quiet. Let me. We go. grab our diet Pepsi's and we we leave Mike <laughs> to himself. Um, the defensive tackles. Patriots have had a, a, a bitch of a time stopping the run the last, I would say, at least three seasons now. And uh, they've, not for a lack of trying, they've devoted some resources to it. Um, they devoted some money last year in free agency to it. Still doesn't seem to be fixed. So I do think a, a, a run-stuffing defensive tackle wouldn't be out of the realm of possibility at 21. Um if that is the case, I, I know you know Jordan Davis is a guy that everybody talks about, but Mike, at 21, is there a guy that you, you sort of think has a chance to be there that the Patriots could be interested in? I mean, before before the combine, I might have said Jordan Davis, but I think after the combine with the way he tested as a uh, one of those Bill Parcells planet players, uh, I think he might, might be gone. Um, but certainly, would he look good sitting next to Christian Barmore as a kind of complimentary piece? Absolutely. Um, but I think my thing right now is I look at Tua and I look at you know at Josh Allen in, in Buffalo and I think those are the the focal focal points and when you ask yourself yeah is is Jordan Davis going to be a three down guy that really helps you against the probably but I think I I look now more at trying to find speed around the edges I think you can find big guys and I know Paul this must be surprising for you to hear that I'm not all in on a D tackle at 21. Um, well it's nice that you're talking like the rest of the, the, the grown ups at the table now. <laughs> but 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 I but I certainly like him I, you know Devonte Wyatt um, another one from Georgia who I think is a little bit more like Barmore more of a penetrator. By the way type. I don't know if you guys have noticed a pattern but uh, Georgia won the national title. <laughs> And there are a lot of good players from Georgia, oh my gosh. <laughs> especially on defense. Crazy. We're going to be talking about a lot of those guys over the next, uh, you know, three or four podcasts that we do here. Yeah, I think Wyatt was, um, you know, a little bit more like Barmore, but I think he's a guy who's in that twenty range that that would probably go, um, you know. And then after that, I think Travis Jones from UConn um, is is probably in the mix, and I and I think he's maybe a guy that. If you don't look at twenty one, I think you know day two. I wouldn't I wouldn't hate that pick. I just I think edge is a little bit more of a big, bigger need. I think you can find these big guys, but I really did like Travis Jones. He fits all the measurables of, of that kind of interior space eater that they like. I agree a lot with Mike, uh, Tease, because even though Mike puts more emphasis on the position itself, I feel like unless you can get, you know, a special kind of player, like an Aaron Donald, I'm not saying it has to be Aaron Donald, but that level, you know, that level of all around play dominance, like he's going to impact the game at multiple levels. You can get a defensive tackle later on. Like you don't have to do it at, in the first round. If he's just like a run stuffer or maybe just a situational pocket collapser, I think you can get good players later. On. I mean, Christian Barmore is, you know, a sec. Now, Christian Barmore probably was a first-round pick, if not for the questions about his work ethic and whatnot at Alabama. And he went very early in the second round. It's not like he slipped. Um, but I, I, I feel like there's a, a need there. But I, I agree with Mike. I'd be surprised if the Patriots went uh, went there at 21. Um, maybe a day two guy or two, uh, Tease, that, that – uh, uh, stood out to you? I like the Haskell Garrett, and I think he'd definitely be a mid-round guy. He's from Ohio State, has the ability to push the pocket. I mean, making noise on Ohio State is not easy to do. So, yeah, good. Uh, I'll throw a couple in the mix. Um, 
John Ridgway from Arkansas, he just looked like Lawrence Guy to me. Maybe a little bit bigger, but, you know, big, tough guy. I mean, he just – he looks the part uh, completely. And then another one I think you, you got to keep on the radar is uh, Federian Mathis from Alabama. Of course, Alabama. <laughs> um, but I think he's one of those value mid-round kind of picks that – Obviously, he comes from from Crimson Tide. We we know that they're well aware of him, but character, space eater, um, you know, he's he's that kind of guy too. That that instead of having to reach in those first you know round or two of the draft, you can maybe get a guy that 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 plays the way you want in the in the later rounds. Yeah, a little smaller, uh, but for the same reasons that you just meant, uh, Perry and Winfrey from Oklahoma. Yeah. You know, these are the programs that I think Bill looks at. And, I mean, obviously, we all know about Alabama, but. He, he does seem like he's had a few Michigans. He's had a few Oklahomas. There's some of these coaches I think he feels more comfortable with than others, and he tends to lean on some of those guys. And it'll be interesting to see now, um, you know, Oklahoma's going to be losing Lincoln Riley. So it'll be interesting to see if they maybe tap into that one yeah. more time. Or they go to USC, start taking those guys Start too. going out west, absolutely. Um, I saw Winfrey. I liked him. Um, hard pursuit. Remind me a little bit of Wyatt. Similar kind of upfield, get off the ball. Go get the ball. That that kind of guy. Did you have uh, Matthew Butler from Tennessee at all? Mm-mm. He's pretty good. I think it's funny though because we always say Alabama, but for Butler, it's oh he had very good tape against Alabama. So if you're able to make an impact against Alabama, <laughs> right. you're going to get noticed. So maybe by accident, <laughs> an osmosis, Bill looks at that uh, <laughs> looks in that direction. Uh, but yeah, again, another position where we could see the Patriots uh, tapping into. Um, but we have uh, some more to go, uh, and I think our next podcast that we'll do um, you know, with linebackers could be one uh, that we might see a little bit more of. So we'll put a wrap on the defensive line. We're uh, moving our way quickly through the defense. Thank you for downloading this podcast. Subscribe on Apple, Google Play, and everywhere else you listen. Like the show? Please rate and review us. Listener comments and ratings help keep us high in the podcast rankings so new listeners can find us. Be sure to check Patriots.com for more news and more podcasts.